A few years ago, when my oldest was about three or four, we were shopping at a Target. Now, I can't remember which one, but it was in a larger city. And in a classic parents turn around for one second and all of a sudden your child is gone scenario, he was gone. With our second child in the cart, my husband and I split up trying to find him. I can't remember how long we looked. Maybe it was for just a couple minutes, but it seemed like forever to me. And I started getting more and more panicked. Finally, my husband called me and said he found him. He had wandered over to look at some books. He was fine. Now, I'm pretty sure that my heart weight was through the roof. I've read enough true crime stories to know that kids can be taken just like that. And so, of course, that was what was running through my mind. Now, I'm sure that most parents have had a similar situation where you turn around for a moment and your kids are gone. It can be quite terrifying. And then when you find them, you're torn between wanting to hug them and not let them go and chastise them for taking off in the first place. A good chunk of the time, the kids are totally calm and totally fine. And they're like, mom, I'm okay. I knew exactly where I was. Now, every year his parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up as usual for the festival. When the festival was ended and they started to return, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents were unaware of this. Assuming that he was in the group of travelers, they went a day's journey. Then they started to look for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished and his mother said to him, Child, why, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously looking for you. He said to them, Why were you searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. And his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in years and in divine and human favor. Our focus text for today places Mary, Joseph, and Jesus in this type of scenario. Jesus is about 12 years old and his family travels to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. And after the festival had ended, his parents started heading back to Nazareth. Well, Jesus, unbeknownst to them, stayed behind. Whether this was a deliberate choice on Jesus's part by sneakily staying, if he was so caught up in the teaching that he didn't realize his family had left, or if Mary and Joseph simply pulled a home alone, assuming that he was in the group, but accidentally leaving him behind. Whatever the case, Mary and Joseph didn't discover that Jesus wasn't with them until they had gone a full day's journey from Jerusalem. It took three days for them to find him, sitting in the temple among the teachers, listening to them, asking questions, amazing people by his understanding and his answers. In Jewish culture, boys come of age and become men around 13 years old. Today, this is when they typically have their bar mitzvah or coming of age ceremony, which is kind of similar to our confirmation. Jesus's age here is important for a couple of reasons. 
First, it would have been considered good and helpful for him to attend the festivals in Jerusalem before he came of age to understand what was involved in becoming a son of the covenant. And second, it's more understandable why Mary and Joseph didn't realize Jesus wasn't with them right away. So in that time, men and women traveled together but in separate packs. And since Jesus was not of age yet, he could still travel with the women and children, but he also had the option to travel with the men. And both Mary and Joseph, I'm guessing, probably assumed that Jesus was with the other parent and the other group. Assumptions, they have a way of coming and kicking us, don't they? So what does this text have to do with humble empowerment? Well, let's look at Jesus first, shall we? Jesus was considered a prodigy for his interest in the Holy Scriptures, his intent listening and questions, and for his answers that were considered wise beyond his ears. When Mary spoke to him and asked Jesus why he had worried them so much, he answered her honestly, and I'm going to guess without a trace of sarcasm or irony when he said, why were you searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? Jesus also embodied the power of obedience because he went back with his parents and he listened. He was obedient to them, just as it was commanded of him. But let's also look at Mary and Joseph. Now we don't hear much about Joseph's reaction, just Mary's. As a parent who had found her lost child, I am sure that she was torn between that wanting to hug him and not let go and just chastise him for not staying with them. And I highly doubt her tone was one of calm and collected when she saw Jesus in the temple. And honestly, this brings a lot of realness and of relatability to Mary. When we're first introduced to her, we see her as this young girl who calmly accepts the angel's word that she's going to bear a son, even though she's not married. And we see her going to her cousin's house, singing about how her soul magnifies the Lord. And then we see her surrounded by animals, just giving birth, with shepherds coming to pay homage to her child, treasuring everything that the shepherds told her. We picture the song Silent Night and this mother who is beautiful, perfect. This Mary that we meet in this particular story is a mom who had just lost her son for three days in a city whose population was probably around 500,000. A mom who is anxious. I'm going to guess out of her mind with worry for her son. A mom who encounters a son who's all like, hey mom, why were you worrying? Wouldn't you know that I'd be here in my father's house? Totally oblivious to the fact that while he was chilling in the temple with the teachers, his mom and dad were searching for him. We, like Mary and Joseph, often search for Jesus, thinking that Jesus has somehow gone missing or that God isn't near us when things don't go as planned. Jesus, however, is not missing. Jesus is found exactly in the place where he was meant to be, surrounded by God's people, in the hearing and the speaking of the word. When I think about Jesus and how the story of God fits into our own story, honestly, I keep going back to Mary. This mother who was anxiously looking for her son, being astounded that her son all along was just sitting in the temple at the feet of the teachers, 
not worried or concerned about anything except that listening and that learning. And while it may seem like Mary was powerless here, there's also a quiet sort of power in the knowledge that God doesn't go missing. God is where God intends to be, even if we're searching. There's power in listening and in asking questions as Jesus demonstrates as a young scholar, a prodigy, a prophet. There's power in the preparation for what we're called to do and who we're called to be as Jesus was preparing to do in that moment. And there's also power in the knowledge that even the mother of God experienced what we would call a human moment, but that did not make her any less worthy of her title of mother. When you're struggling with your own stuff, know that you're not alone in your struggle. Hey, Jesus' mom and dad lost him for three days in a city that had grown to about 500,000 people before cell phones, before GPS. Now Jesus and the difference that three days can make is a whole other topic. The good news of Christ though is that through the anxiety that's present in our lives, when we think God is gone, God is not. God is exactly where God intends to be. And God tells us not to worry and not to search. God hasn't run off. God is waiting. And God is waiting with us and for us. Amen. During the next few days, I encourage you to grow deeper into the message with these two reflection questions. First, have you ever had a moment like Mary when you were searching for someone you believed was lost? And how did you feel when you found them? And the second, how do you feel empowered when you are anxious? Mm -hmm.